Well, we've been saying it all along. Dave Aranda and these Bears are great on the road. This is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Baylor. I'm Drake Toll. That's Cameron Stewart. We both work for Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears. But if you ask us, we'll tell you we work for Sports Illustrated. Cam, I want to thank everybody at home for making Locked On Baylor their first listen every single day. And I want to apologize to absolutely nobody for saying that Baylor was going to win on Friday. I called it. Maybe I said that Baylor was going to lose to Iowa State. That was literally the title of a show at one point last week. But I am happy to be wrong about that. Happy to be right that I went back on my own word. And I'm not going to lie. Can I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? Please do, Drake. I'd love it if you're honest with me right now. Monday morning, I had class all day today. If you're listening before eight, I have class all day today. I was surprised Baylor won this football game. Were you surprised that they won or were you surprised how they won? I was not surprised remotely with how they won. Because it was, I mean, it was pretty comprehensive for yeah. a game that ends up at seven points. No, honestly, it was like they the, didn't trail. They mm-mm. they really there was no doubt they were going to win the game. It's a seven point blowout. It, it's yeah. kind of it's as good as you can win the game if you win it by seven points because it wasn't like a, oh you're up by twenty eight and somebody makes a big late comeback and almost wins it. No, it was like a very standard. We won by seven, but probably could have won by fourteen, especially because felt like you know, they won by. 14 or 17. Wouldn't, wouldn't you know, Iowa State fans, notably, not happy with officiating. Really? Yep, 100%. And I they mean, were... look, look, objective journalist here. Yeah. But like, when push with comes your... to shove, one of those probably shouldn't have counted. With your Baylor hat and your Baylor jersey on, objective Correct. journalist. Yes. Yeah. One of those touchdowns probably shouldn't have counted. And I'll let you pick which one. All right, honestly. for sure. Either, either uh, or. Um, you got at spotted least taking a look at that first one, by the way. I was just shocked. That, maybe it is a touchdown. We didn't get a ton of looks at it, but like they didn't even review it. No, it's like, hmm. Well, it definitely pops out at the end there. We No one knows what it catches anymore. And we're just not going to look at that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. That, but right. yes, they're upset with the rat. You're uh, targeting Shore. Also, the announcers, too, were very unhappy with the officiating crew. They, they were wanted jumping. everything to be a penalty, too. I they like, were. Right, Every time Baylor made and a it's tackle. Like the, by the way, it's like the, middle, it's like the middle of the third quarter, and they are keep referencing. It's like the 15th time they've said how some, you know, maybe controversial calls have gone the Cyclones way. And I was yeah. like, both of those happened in the first quarter. Let's move on. So are you Before saying. Before the second touchdown. Are we saying changed. here. Baylor had to beat the referees, the opposing crowd, and the announcers. I'm not not saying. I see. I just thought they were. I I didn't think the officials were that good. Yeah. No. But I, so are you surprised? Really... Are you shocked by this? By <laughs> no, the way, are no. you like uh, no. uh But Iowa State fans, by the way, they're ruthless. Wild. They hate us. They hate Baylor, which is so funny because. The best fan who also likes Baylor outside of Iowa State, the best guy on Twitter, the is Cyclone. Cyclone Larry. Yeah, for sure. Um, like, is it is it the tenth thing? Is that still what it is? Because like these people are like, I hate everything Baylor stands for. I want them to lose every game. I hope everyone that goes there dies. I'm like, yeah. Where is this coming from? Like, yeah. I mean, go ahead, be vitriolic. I don't really care, but it's like, why, why us? You know right. what I mean? Like, I, no, we yeah. should feel that way to TCU, and likewise, probably. But, like, 
that's for Iowa. I or tweeted Kansas State. A, literally just a picture of Dave Aranda compared to a picture of Matt Campbell from <laughs> they this love weekend. That. And by the way, Matt Campbell, vehement all game long. Like you cannot deny the guy was kind of a, he was a bit of a butthole to referees, whether justified or not. Dave Aranda, on the other hand, didn't even challenge stuff that probably should have been challenged. And Iowa State fans immediately went to 2016. Whoa, hey, put the gun down. This is weird. <laughs> this is Twitter space. Safe space right here. College football. What are we doing? Immediately. Nebraska just, fans did pull that out. Uh, pull, no, sorry, they pulled out. Uh, Carlson Dotson last week. They did. Of all of the things to <laughs> they pull were like, out. they think nothing's in Lincoln but corn. Their basketball player killed another one. <laughs> I was like, all right, whoa, right. <laughs> okay. It's uh, of course true. that is true. I don't know what that has to do with this. But, the yeah. event itself is not to be laughed at, but the fact that like the first thing they pulled out of their bag when it's Dave Arena's not going to Nebraska. Yeah. Well, how about well, this? What? Well, you think he's going to stay there where this yeah. happened? Like, They're like, wait uh, till Dave Aranda hears about this one. <laughs> All I got to do is tell him, and you guys are screwed. Oh, man. Okay. This is getting back oh. to Nebraska. Oh, yeah. Oh, here does. they come. Now we're going to have it two fan does. bases, if not Baylor fans that are still pissed about the Nebraska <sighs> thing. We're going to have three fan bases in the comments here. It's right. I, like, don't, I like, don't have anything against Iowa State. I don't in fact, against- and most of the times, I will root for them in neutral games. Like, I liked their core of guys. Like, I like Matt Campbell. I like Matt I like Campbell. Them. They have great diehard fans. Like, they really do. Um, they hate us, but yeah. I'm just like, well. I root for them way more often than not, and Damn. they and they, do, they repay us by they repay me by hating everybody. Unbelievable the they, things I've yeah. done for them. They're not the nicest fan base in the world. Uh, they I don't mind not too. being nice, but it's just like okay. Right. I have not. I didn't do anything to you. It was uh, all in good fun. Speaking of fun, Texas <laughs> lost this weekend. They did. Unbelievable. Which was Texas- fun. I, I predicted that, by the way. Joe, you did. You predicted. What else did you predict? Almost everything else wrong, by the way. Oklahoma, Kansas State? I did predict that, yep. yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. But I also predicted them losing to Nebraska last week. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I literally put out a tweet this weekend that was like, everything I've thought about a Big 12 team was wrong. I had Kansas winning the first game, none else. Happy, kind of happy to be wrong. Don't have anything against Kansas. Nice story. Hope we beat them. Uh, Tech. Yeah. While We're I saying... did say they would beat UT, are a much more legit team than I thought. And right. look at. We're look saying apart. that we hope we beat Kansas. And by the way, I just want to pause on that statement that you've made on today's show. Didn't think you'd say that this season. Hope we what? beat Kansas. Yeah. Hope we do. Yeah. That's the longest winning streak we've got in terms of a series. Yeah. Ever. Like 12 years. Yeah. It's been a lot. Um, wow. Yeah, first win in Ames since 2016. So that streak ends. That was that a long game too. But it's been a little bit. Um, yeah. Other highlights from this weekend, John Mayers took the field. I still don't think that Dave Aranda is confident in the kicking game. He's not. I feel like yeah, sorry I didn't game. ask that for you at last week's post-game press conference. Yeah. Drake okay. was not at the game against uh, Texas State. Uh, oh. And first PATs, like Hankins isn't out there. Ask Dave about this. Yeah. Well, I was like, eh, maybe I, I thought of something better to ask John Mayer, but it is been, actually worth, it probably is worth the question that this is two weeks in a row. And we haven't heard anything on an injury. No one has asked about it because John Mayers is also a competent good kicker, by the way. Well, the way it was asked, somebody asked last Monday and not a bad question. It just wasn't posed. Very, it wasn't pointed. It was asked as in, do you trust your kicking game? And Dave was like, yes. And that's kind of where the whole thing went. I would like to know what, what's going on. But I like John Mayer's being a, it's a wild story. 
The guy is like old. He's older than me. I'm a senior. I think I think he's fifth year senior, maybe sixth year. I think he's fifth year senior. I'm gonna I'm gonna lock it in right there. I should know that by the way. Probably probably fifth year. But he go, he he decides to come back to Baylor this year after not kicking it all last year. Not a PAT, not a field goal, not a kickoff, nothing. The guy didn't see the field once. He just sat there. He just sat there. And then he trusts the staff to come back and play again this season. And now he's Baylor's starting kicker. I like that. That's cool to me. Does he have a, a lady friend that is at Baylor? Is that yes. it? That just kept him here? She's an alumni. I mean, all the power. She just graduated. So now what? Now nothing's holding him back. Why? Does he have a COVID year he can throw out there? He can parlay this? Oh, dude. I, everybody has a COVID year. I'm going to fifth year. I'm going to keep, I'm going to stay in school. We love per- that. I'm purposely putting back my undergrad. Just COVID year. Woo, 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 woo. Give me, give me more education. We love that. This can get me to frat parties still. Uh, Yeah, that one we went to last week. I won't week? be on my parents' health insurance anymore, but I can go. Insanity. Yeah. Uh, You know what else is cool? Speaking of John Mayer's, betonline.net. Oh my gosh. Did you see what I sent you from Bet Online? Yeah. Baylor Nuts. over a field goal favorite against Oklahoma State this week. All at Bet Online. This has now. been the bit this has been the biggest year of give the home team three automatically. Yeah. <laughs> or biggest eight. year of it ever. Yeah. It's like, oh, Washington. <laughs> Washington's favorite against Oregon or uh, uh against uh Michigan State. By the way, Vegas knew that Michigan State was awful, fraudulent. Apparently I don't know how so, they knew man. It. And they were I right. Know, don't know how they knew it, but they were right. And Washington was favored, and they won. Washington I was ahead of Baylor. I was they like, lost. Oklahoma favored by fourteen that. this week. They always suck against Kansas State. Vegas just they were money. favored by fourteen. Fourteen. You could have won some real money on Bet Online, dude. You know that's what? a wild line. I mean, just in a conference game, like yeah, yeah, like that's not Kansas most yeah. years, uh, well, right? We're at the point where BetOnline.net. The rest of the year, will there ever be a ten-plus point spread in a Big Twelve game? There shouldn't be at this point. Not the way the conference is going. It's like the NFL. But TCU, the by Big the way, got to give them some props. They're, they're kind of undefeated. They're kind of good. They, they beat SMU. I really to anybody. didn't expect that. They crapped on SMU on the road, which is not really yeah. the road. It's a bad yeah. stadium, by the way. Lost the Big 12 cannot take SMU. Bad stadium. And I, I just cannot. I, it, the whole Big 12 is good because of betonline.net. It's where the game starts. Go check it out. Mobile uh, mobile device. Use that. Really convenient. Elsewhere in the Baylor game on Saturday. We really eased into this, didn't we? I'm just kind of, I'm just, at this point, I, I had show notes here. Folks at home, I didn't actually. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't. I'd never have show notes. I, I just have the box score pulled up and was kind of going with, here's what I want to do. Here's what Locked On Baylor is. It's as if you and your buddies, you the listener, by the way, not you the cam, are sitting around talking with your friends about what you thought about the game on Saturday. What did you, what did you think? I, look, what in-depth analysis do we have? Ah, some. Right, we do. There's the press, other places to go for that. We do the press conferences. We're insiders, yeah. We, but look, I, I this is stuff that I'm happy with. We'll do the the inside stuff the rest of the week. I'm just happy with. We'll the be inside the Bears. We will. I'm gonna be writing articles all week. You'll be writing articles. You'll be doing that. How about the what, uh, the weekend thing? What is that? Explain to the folks at home. Tell tell. Oh yes, your new Shameless cool thing you're doing. Plug. Now. Yeah, uh, it's called Way Cool Weekend Recap. Got a little assist on that naming. Uh, we're basically, I mean. All the fans will know that Dave Aranda says way cool a lot. And I think that's also way cool to say like your t-shirt that you're wearing for the YouTube people is way, way cool. cool. Way cool. Um, and he says that a lot kind of sounds like Waco now that I say it, but it's just way cool. And so what I do is point to like one or two things that was way cool uh, about Baylor 
uh, Saturday game. And I try to make it a little fun, try to make it a little funny. First one is on uh, Twitter and Facebook and inside the Bears underscore on Twitter. Um, you can probably guess the two way cool things that I said. Um, I did also write about them this weekend, but check that out. Yeah, Drake needs cool. to retweet these so I don't embarrass myself. I did retweet the the one. I yesterday. really appreciate that. They're already Jay. picking up traction. I like that. Speaking of one of the way cool things, Blake Similian, Wesley Shapin the first. Wait, cool. hello. I take it all back. I'm sorry that I was mean to you the last 14 days. I hope that Blake has not listened to the shows the last two weeks. I renix. I apologize. I said, I said on like Thursday's show that if Baylor's going to win this game, Blake Shapin at some point, something's got to give. He's got to step up and be that guy. The passing game's going to explode. And by gosh, he threw a touchdown to Dylan Doyle. That first drive, that touchdown to Ben Sims, that was like a game that set the tone. They should have scored the play before, too. They really were in their bag early. Yeah. Oh, dude, Baldwin Jeff Grimes. That, ball. that for uh, the play script, the first drive script. Great. But I, I wrote about this this weekend inside the Bears. The most impressive one was the 93-yard drive. You might remember it. It's in the third quarter. So put it into context. So third quarter, Baylor's up 17-14, coming out of the half. Um, Iowa State throws a pick. 6.05 left in the third okay. quarter, by the way. Um. So Baylor gets the ball back and then has to go three and out. It's like, damn, like you're really had a chance now twice at the end of the first half, beginning of the second half, step on their throat, didn't do it, giving them the ball back. Baylor forces a punt, but they're at their own seven yard line. And it's yeah. just like Blake Sims or <laughs> Blake Shapin. Yes. Uh, 17 yards, Drake Dabney, hurdle. Uh, 18 oh, yards. Oh, home. prior to the hurdle. You talk about, you talk about the scramble thing? You talk about the scramble thing? That he was scrambling eggs. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's all but down. They've almost got him. And he does the whole like Johnny Manzelism. And then instead of throwing it away, I'm screaming, throw it away. He doesn't. Yeah. So we did. So three big ballsy passes right on this drive. And the best three play big comes balls. from the 19 yard line. He is in the shotgun. And you're like, okay, here we go. Passing again. Sees something in the defense, calls an audible, handoff Richard Reese, 19 yard touchdown. The cojones. First off, for just a kid who is not started a ton, he's on fire this drive. And he's like, you know what? We're going to score if I hand the ball off. Does it? That just takes some balls to get out of that ego. But then to also recognize the play and and call the audible and hand it off. That was to me, I was like, he is just, he's on it today. Absolutely in the zone. Trick play in the fourth quarter is awesome. Um, and he was uh, Blake Cool. Again, mm. way cool. Yeah, way called cool. a, Dave called him Joe Cool after week one. He kind of looked it. He was back. And it was, I mean, no secret, no surprise. Roder talked a lot about this. It was just going back to what was his most successful game, the first half against Oklahoma State in the Big 12 Championship. It looked exactly the same. Empty a lot of similar field, play calls. Four yeah. wide, five wide, easy throws, a lot of check downs still. Um, but just simple, like yeah. not – he doesn't need to progress too much in the reads in this game. Like he, he can get the ball out quick and that's what he's good at. And you know what? 19 for 26 Drake for two thirty-eight and three tuds, no interceptions. That still sounds like Charlie Brewer, but a good <laughs> Charlie Brewer. That's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. We, we think of 2020 Charlie Brewer. He was doing that a ton in 2019 and they won a ton of games. It's the same style, a little bit less running actually than Chuck, but 
That is a good game. That is a good game. I know he, 238 isn't absolutely eye-popping, but he completes, what, 80% of his passes, and he doesn't throw a pick, and he throws three tuds and leads some great drives. He was in control the whole game. Doesn't make a mistake, I don't think, really the whole game. Yeah. No, I'm I'm there Loved with you. It. I can't I can't I, say more. Blake Blake was really good. I think he was. I also would like to. I, I'll retweet it. I'll retweet that he was good, Charlie Brewer this week because there was a Charlie point Brewer. where people were like, I be, I've become like the Charlie Brewer defender. On people were like Charlie Brewer Heisman dark horse. Mind you, he had some gaudy stats at points. His the way Better he ran the ball, yeah. his rushing touchdowns were nuts. I mean, he he's like, a good runner. Yeah. He good wanted runner. to bowl the ball in. And there was a point, especially that Oklahoma game, 20 when it was 28-3, you're like, could Charlie backdoor his way into New York? At least an invite. Uh, he his stats were good. Yeah. He is like Yeah, record, they weren't absolutely eye-popping. They were top. He's like top. He's doing it the same year as Joe Burrow, by the way. That Joe, Joe Burrow Heisman season. Yeah. So not near uh, as Joe Cool. And Jalen Hurts. Um like, but so it's not it's not like these Fine. absolutely I'll oh get off my, my Charlie Brewer Heisman soapbox. Yeah, let's, you let's win back away from whatever. It. I'm just saying that was a good Charlie Brewer game. By the way, Charlie might Brewer I say a really good game. I think Charlie Brewer was older than both Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow at the time. They Probably. are both successful starting NFL quarterbacks. Charlie Brewer's at Liberty. So he, he might be younger than uh I'm as a linear circle. John Mayers. Yeah, one of them has played in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And started at quarterback and, uh, in the Super Bowl, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. The other and, is a top uh, five fan. And Charlie was was looking at colleges again. Like at that time when Joe Burrow is in the Super Bowl. He's yeah. probably at a hotel in Lynchburg having just eaten dinner with you freeze. Yeah. Chunky Brew. Also, before we get oh, out of here, right. we're extending our time because I got to hear from Dave Aranda in his post-game press conference. Uh, Richard Good Reese. Game. I read an article this weekend, by the way, that was like Richard Reese and Squirrel Williams combined for 114 yards. And I was like, I had to, whoa, no, 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 no. Richard Reese had 78 yards. Let's just put it like mm-hmm. it was. That guy, 78 yards on 21 carries and a touchdown. I said it on Twitter. You can corroborate. You've seen it. He looks like he's from Belleville High School, the Brahmas. He looks like a 4A Texas high school football running back in the best yeah. way. Reckless yeah. abandonment takes Looks the like ball. Kyle Barton. Just runs the football, like head down forward. And you're like, all right. Yes. Doesn't go down. I will bounce and off. Reads of you. it extremely well. I will bounce off of you. I will. I will. I don't. I'm just not going to go down. That's what he looks like. He's wait from Texas. Until, wait until he gets bigger, Drake. Texas. Wait. He's a freshman. True freshman. Oh, I, wait I feel old. Back. I am exponentially older than him. He doesn't remember the Haitian earthquake. <laughs> you know how I know that? Because I'm in a 150 person geology class for the professor day you one. You barely remember that. Dude. They're all fresh. We are the world. I had barely hit puberty. We are the world for Haiti. I Part you, two. I absolutely remember it. Because Jamie Foxx sings as Ray Charles in that. No, Ray Charles is dead. He is dead when that comes out. But Jamie Foxx oh, impersonates no. him, and we are the world too. That happens. That that is before. Before the Brian Zubek charge, by the way. Wow. That's how long ago that was. That was like Jeez. two months before. So, yeah, I'm in this freshman lecture ah. hall. Professor's like, you guys wouldn't remember this. Excuse me, sir. I, the senior. Oh, I'm sorry. We are the world there. too. Is that what yeah, you're referencing? Yeah. yeah, I can sing every word, my friend. I'll, yeah, I volunteer to stand up and explain it to all these guys. 
best part. <laughs> the insulting Felix. we're the world too. Haiti Felix. doesn't have food. They didn't have it anyway. Felix. We should send them food and internet. Well, like, that song, yeah. it cured Haiti. They did, did one song did. and that was it. I don't yeah. know if you've seen Haiti late recently. Smooth sailing. It's like the difference between Dubai like 30 years ago to now. Yeah. Ever since we are the world, yeah. Haiti has just been on the up and up. That's all like they're hosting the next World Cup. It was three year dead Michael Jackson, just not alive. <laughs> Him and Janet bringing home the chorus, and we are the world too. So the professor also said to the class, he said, he, as he's about to explain it, he looks around and he goes, I don't know if most of you remember it. You're all 18. I got one 19 year old, and one of you is 20. I'm not even, like, he didn't even mention my age. I'm too old to even make the roster cut in this class. That's a perfect time of that meme of like, they don't even know I'm the biggest <laughs> yeah. star on Baylor Twitter. Oh wow! Well, Cam, we're way late because I got some. We're you know way it's, cool, bro. We're way cool. We got to get to Dave Aranda. Cool. Cam, go follow Cam Stewart at Real Cam Stewart, and follow this Dave Aranda. Dave, you got to be excited after that one, right, guy? Yeah, you feel like this could be a a big breakthrough moment for the team. To, you know, you went to BYU, didn't quite pull that off. Then you pulled this one off. Tough game. No, I appreciate that question. I don't know. I, I just, I see it as like the, you know, there's, I think it's just another step uh, in kind of our process. You know, there's, 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 our team, I feel, is, is colored by just so much youth. <laughs> and, and they're all over, man. They're all over everywhere you look. And so what happens there is that, you know, so many of them, will hear what you say, but really they have to make a mistake with doing the opposite of what you say. And then hopefully they learn. And then it all becomes like how you handle that mistake. And so they don't just like, you know, me versus you or us versus them and you're part of the them. So I don't know if that makes sense. I think it's just very, when you have a bunch of youth to be able to try to get stuff right, but be inclusive with it is a way big trick. And so we're in the middle of that right now. Dave, Blake seemed very patient. I guess the offensive line helped him with that, but waiting for guys to get open, that kind of thing. Did you see that from him today? Yeah, and I think, I appreciate that. And I think that's who Blake is, you know, up until probably two games ago. And then I think he was that in the second half of last game. And so I, I think, you know, so much of it is, um, you know, I, just so much of it is, is, um, focusing on what you can control not putting your focus on outside things and you know it, it's it's crazy how a whisper can turn into a, to a, a, almost like a, a roaring chorus and um, I think when you look into it there's not a whole lot there but it's your mind playing tricks on you and I feel like we've been all through that with, with Blake and a couple other guys on offense particularly and so it was good to see them trust themselves and trust the coaches and kind of play as a collective unit. How cool was it to see Dylan come home and score a touchdown? Pretty cool, yeah. He had to get about 50 people here, and so um, way excited for him. You know, just his story and just all of it, way neat. And, um, you know, he's been great throughout this week. I think, you know, when in um, you know, Dylan really making himself available to the younger players, and making himself so that um, you know he's way approachable. I think he's really made an emphasis on that, and I think that's really that's connected him and made us a stronger team. Dave, you 
Coach, your, uh, your voice is a little hoarse. We saw you celebrating on the sidelines <laughs> of the game. Uh, did, you, did you purposely bring a little extra juice this game? <laughs> no, man. It's always been like that. But I guess the cameras, they, they, they got me. So, yeah. It's all part of it. Have you seen that clip? I have. <laughs> what, are, what are your thoughts after the fact? That's all. It's always kind of been that, at least till now. Now it probably won't be anymore. Hey, the defense, particularly the second half. I mean, they, they got two takeaways, mm -hmm. got a lot of pressure on their quarterback. What, mm -hmm. what was the difference there? I guess. Uh, you know, zero zero game. I think you know, and this just goes with the youth of the team, of. You know, we were up 10 in the second quarter, and you could feel, you could feel the huddles more looking at the scoreboard. You could feel uh, on the sidelines, guys talking about, look at what we're doing. And you could just feel like guys were happy. And it's not to say that football, you can't be happy, but we were almost too happy. And, um, you know, I thought that directly reflected you know, offensively um, going, I think it was three and out, and then defensively getting, giving up a score there at the end, and everyone's trying, and everybody's doing, you know, what they're coached to do and, and what is the right call and all that. I just think there's such a, underneath all of the play calls and underneath all of the play designs and the techniques, underneath it is the motivations and the heart set and kind of, you know, the integrity of what are we really doing when we're doing what we're doing. And um, that needed a lot of work today. And I thought the third and fourth quarter were much better. And you know, guys were going 0-0 game. Guys were going, there is no scoreboard and all that. And I think they, um, they kind of fought through it. I'm proud of them for that. We're going to need more of that. Okay, you talk a lot about being your, authentic, your players being their authentic selves. Obviously, mm -hmm. there could be some self-doubt after a game like BYU. Mm -hmm. How does a game like this counteract that, especially with guys like Blake Chapin? Yeah, I think it builds. I think you know it would be great if you didn't need some form of um, external validation for things. But I think I think that that call or that force externally is so strong that I think you need it. And so um, we talk about being inside out a ton. But if we can get the things like this to where we can build off of it, for sure we'll do it. And then you know try to be able to take the next step because there's there's a whole lot to it. It's it's crazy. You just go this this game and just all the different waves and you know hands team being on there at two separate times possibly and the whole thing. So it gets crazy quick. And so um, for us to not get in the way of it is really the challenge we're trying we're trying to accomplish. Dave, the play by snacks the ruling didn't go your way. Uh -huh. To see him run downfield and make that play. What, what, did, what does that say? Yeah, the maturity in him. I think the care for his team. I think, you know, I think Snacks will admit it. I mean, there's times last year's practice tape and, and even game tape where that was not the case. And so, pretty cool. Pretty cool thing. Yeah, so we're, and we're still getting better with that, too. Okay, not big numbers, but the run game, what it was mm -hmm. able to do, even going down to that last drive, mm -hmm. you know, we're able to get a couple first downs. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, starting the game off, throwing it, and then loosening stuff up, and then using angles. I thought, you know, this was, with Grimey and them, and Sean, and, and Juice, and Eric, and Dallas, and all of them, this was one of the, the, the tighter, simpler 
and more innovative game, game plans, I thought they did a great job. They have, they deserve a lot of credit. And, um, you know, we were able to manipulate that U player, that safety, um, that makes a lot of plays for them. And then we were able to, um, you know, um, you know, clear guys out there underneath wise they get so much depth in the three-man rush eight-man drop and yeah, I think Drake had one of the one of the, the shallows where you just kind of catch it and run it try and matriculate that thing and they were able to do that and execute and guys had confidence and they believed in it and it's one of those weeks where you felt it kind of grow and I think a lot of it had to do with their plan so uh, it was good to see well, that was Coach Dave Aranda in the post-game press conference. Guy smacked some butts on Saturday. Got even. I got asked about it. It's just wonderful. Uh, Josh, a flipping awesome win. An awesome win. Come back tomorrow's show, highlighting Blake Shapen. We're gonna break it down, like every bit of Blake Shapen this week, because I loved it. Send him this if you're listening to this, and you know Blake well. Send him this. It's my apology, Blake. I was ready for you to be that guy. Ready for it. And you were that guy. Keep doing that. That was awesome. I like it. Yes. That, like, yes. Tomorrow, Blake Shaper. This has been. Follow, subscribe, all that good. Locked on Baylor.